Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports. This is episode number 240 of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn and thank you so very much for listening to the show today. And we got some things to get into on this Wednesday after Memorial Day as we are recording about a quarter after one in the afternoon on Wednesday, May 31st. And... I, I think that there are some things in sports that I think really need to be discussed. Now, we'll we'll get into some of the baseball topics. We are officially one-third of the way through the 2023 Major League Baseball regular season. So I'll, I'll give you some takes on, uh, on baseball. I'll get into my, my predictions for the Stanley Cup final between the Vegas Golden Knights, who won their series against the... Dallas uh, Dallas Stars on Monday with this, in, in in the sixth game of the Western Conference Final. I'll I'll get into a, a a couple of teams that could surprise in the NFL based on based on some news that you could use in in the National Football League and maybe how it pertains to. DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, I'll I'll give you uh, I'll give you a take on DeAndre Hopkins that I think is going to be uh, pre- prevailing here for uh, of for for the NFL where he lands. But I I think the story that that I wanted to get into, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the uh, I'm gonna give you the temperature of how I feel about where things stand concerning the NBA Finals because the NBA Finals start tomorrow it is uh it, on Thursday night it's going to be ga- game 1 of the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat the Eastern Conference champion and the Denver Nuggets the Western Conference champion so who are in the NBA Finals for the first time ever so i i i think there there this this is going to be uh, 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 going to be a fascinating series because I, I th- th- there are certain strengths and weaknesses that that I think you know, you you can look at for uh, for a handicapping uh, perspective, particularly when it comes to the Miami Heat and the Heat culture is real. So uh, Eric Spolstra, after going down oh uh, going uh, uh, after going up three zero, saw, saw the rival Celtics win games four, five, and six, and and game six was won. Uh, on on a crazy la- last second play by Derek White, and then and then Game Seven happened, and the and the and the Miami Heat went went in and took as quick names, and one one of the one of the great all time road performances by a team in an elimination game in the, in in NBA history, and 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 pretty the game was pretty much over at halftime, and. That, and Jimmy Butler was great. Bam Adebayo was great. The defense was great, and and, and the Heat avoided a, a complete and utter embarrassment. But what what whatever Eric Spolster said in the post game press conference in Game Six uh, tr- uh, translated it, it, into into the hunger and urge needed for the Miami Heat to go to Boston, where the Celtics had struggled in the postseason. That they were five and five in in the playoffs at TD Garden before Game Seven. And and went in and found a way to win that series. So, so so I so I think you you look at what Miami did defensively against Boston, and and they they let Boston beat themselves, and I think that that's the idea here. 
So how it pertains to the NBA Finals that began on Thursday night, I, I, I think is completely relevant because I, I think the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Miami Heat, are a great are, are, are a great defensive team and 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 I and I think you look you look at the coaching and you look at the culture and and and, and you look at Bam and Butler and and Gabe Vincent and, and Max Schuess and others now I I think that you you you, you could see what you know, what Miami's what Miami's been able to do and 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 create a penetration and rely a little bit on some outside shooting but I think Miami is is limited offensively especially when when the opposition can neutralize Jimmy Butler and uh, and what what the Celtics keyed on uh, in in their bid for a comeback what was to u- utilize their their best defensive lineup which which featured Al Horford and Robert Williams um, in in the center uh, um, and, and the heat with the heat being unable to drive to the basket and uh, and the heat of might might have gotten away with this uh, with with Boston because because of the huge co- now the co- huge coaching disadvantage between jo- um, Eric Spolstra and Joe Mazzulla. You're not gonna get away with that when it comes to Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. And the the, the Denver Nuggets uh, were were my preseason pick to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. Now, I I I, I thought it, it was it was impossible for me to pick against LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, it went went healthy in in the playoffs, but. Uh, but but credit the Nuggets for uh, for 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 n- not only beating LeBron and the Lakers, but uh, but give, giving uh, giving LeBron his first uh, his first sweep uh, ever in a conference finals. So you 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 can you can spin spin it all the ways you want for uh, f- uh, from a uh, f- f- from a Lakers Nuggets perspective, but. But what it's also true is that is the Nuggets are so damn good and so damn well coached by Michael Malone, and and when healthy, which they weren't the last two years, so you had the Jamal Murray injury, you had Michael Porter not being able to stay on the on the court, and Aaron Gordon, but but everybody is healthy, and Nikola Jokic is the most unstoppable force in the National Basketball Association, and. And and Jokic had it had won the 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 two was entered the season as the back to back defending league MVP could have and should have won a third uh, depending on on how you look at the at the value here and depending on how you compare and contrast so the seasons of Nikola Jokic Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid so but Nikola Jokic has has a chance to 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 turn himself into a top twenty all time player. With, with with the championship in, in this NBA Finals and 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 I and I, and I feel like uh, they'll they'll be able to get it done because I think as limited offensively Miami is 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 how is is how talented Denver is offensively and 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 you you look at what Jamal Murray did in the Western Conference Finals and 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 when when they were able to slow down Nikola Jokic just a little. Uh, somebody had to step up, and that was Jamal Murray. And people forget Jamal Murray has the John Calipari uh, gene in him uh, at Kentucky. He, uh, he, uh, he went he went in the top ten in the 2016 draft, 
uh, and 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 Murray is is that talented and and that tough and that clutch and and we and we saw it all the way around. We also got contributions from Cantavius Coldwell Pope uh, th- throughout there. I th- I think he he, he uh, he's going to be uh, uh, he can match up well against uh, either Gabe Vincent or even Tyler Hero if when Tyler Hero comes back in the NBA in Game Three in Miami in uh, on Wednesday next week. So. So I think Denver uh, is going to win this series in five games. Now, when I say Denver in five, I don't want you to interpret this as as well. There's going to be there's going to be a blowout. It's a one seed against an eight seed. No, I I think Miami's defense is great enough to 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 make it interesting. Say I'm, uh, but but too small to uh, to slow down Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, uh, in, in crunch time situations and 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 and, P- and Miami found found ways to win uh late in games. So, so is Denver. We we saw what they were able to do in Game Two, of uh, of the Western Conference Finals, down ten points late in that game. We, we we saw what they were able to do down fifteen points at ha- uh, at the half in Game Four, and 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 their ability to uh, to close the Lakers out in the fourth quarter. So I so having Jokic, uh, uh, uh ha- have having Murray, have having out uh, excellent perimeter shooters in in Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon, I think is going to make a huge difference uh, in in the world. And I usually pick. Uh, the, uh, the 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 team that has the best player in the series, and uh, and w- when I picked Miami over Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, I I I I, I put uh, Jimmy Butler as ahead of Jason Tatum, and and if, if the Heat are going to win the series, I think Jim, Jimmy Butler is going to have to play out of his mind. I mean, when when I say out of his mind, I I I mean so what what he was in the bubble and what he was in the bubble in the NBA Finals. Against LeBron and the Lakers, and uh, I, and I think that uh, that that's gonna gonna be gonna be what it takes if, if Miami is is limited offensively, and we'll 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 see what Tyler Hero can bring. I I think that that's gonna be a bit a big a big question mark when we get to games three and four in Miami next week. So, uh, uh, but but nonetheless, I I think this is a series that Denver should absolutely win because I I because I I felt like. Uh, I uh, I felt like outside of, um, uh, of Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia d- d- during the regular season, the the one team I felt the best about, um, uh, aside from, aside from the Lakers in the playoffs, what were the Denver Nuggets? So uh, because because of how amazing they are, of uh, and 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 how they're able to find ways to win to win games, and and, and, the, and those situations in the Western Conference Finals, I think prepared them well for that, and and they they understand and know what it takes to win to win, to win basketball games. And Michael Malone talked to the press yesterday and said said that that that, that this is no ordinary eight seed. Uh, with with the Miami Heat, that you you, you have to th- you have to throw away the eight C talk about Miami because because that they won three playoff series, uh, and and they knocked off the the teams with the top two records in, uh 
the top two regular season records in the NBA, and, and you have to treat Miami like as a, like like uh, uh, like they won a conference. So I I think I think um, um, Miami won't get away with. With, with having a huge coaching advantage in this one, because I think Michael Malone is obviously an upgrade over Joe Mazzulla uh, in, in terms of the opponent, and then Nicole Jokic over Jalen Brown. By the way, eight turnovers in Game Seven. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, say, if, if, I mean, uh, let's let's see if Brad see. Uh, let's see who has the audacity and the chutzpah for uh, to sign Jalen Brown to a two hundred ninety-five million dollar con- uh, max contract. I mean. I mean, but let, I mean, let's face it. Is is there anybody in the NBA other than Giannis and Jokic, you know, th- th- that are worth fifty million dollars a year in in terms in in terms of the salary? I I I I don't think so when it comes to that. So I I, I think if teams are smart, I think that they'll they're gonna hold off on the Jalen Brown um, two hundred ninety five million dollars stuff, especially with the. Collect their bargaining agreement. Going to try to make things tougher for for teams to to take care of business there. So I I so so I'm my official prediction is Nuggets in five, but I think it's going to be the Nuggets in five competitive, close, exciting finishing games. So I so that's where I stand when it comes to the NBA Finals now. Stanley Cup Finals begin on Saturday between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers, and and, and look, I, I think you have to give the Florida Panthers a, a lot of credit here, and I, I was dead wrong on Florida all, all season long. I was dead on Florida, uh, dead wrong on Florida throughout the entire postseason. I didn't pick them to beat Boston. I did not pick them to beat Toronto. I did not pick them to beat uh, the the uh, the exciting Carolina Hurricanes. But here we are. The uh, the Florida Panthers are four wins away f- from w- from winning the Stanley Cup in, uh, in in one of the most unprecedented dramatic runs in, in the in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, and and they're going to go up against against a formidable uh, a formidable foe in in the Vegas Golden Knights that that know how to score. They know how to score on the power play. And 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 I and I and I think. If you if you look at if you look at how how good the Vegas Golden Knights were, you 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 can make an argument that the Vegas Golden Knights were, were the best team in the West all year. Uh, it wasn't Colorado, wasn't um, wasn't Edmonton, it wasn't Dallas. It it was the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, who uh, who who had that feel of being the best team in the West all year now? Anything can happen in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to pick Vegas in six, uh, because I think Florida is going to make it interesting early. So, but but I think the the depth and I think the depth and the talent of for Vegas, I think is 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 going to get away with a lot. I mean, especially when Florida. So they they Florida needed overtime twice, and they needed a a, a last second goal in Game Four in three of their four wins against Carolina. So I I, I think so I I don't think Florida is going to get away with 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 all of that. So so, so with that in mind, I'm going to pick the uh, Vegas Golden Knights to hoist the Stanley Cup in just their sixth season of existence, and I have them winning the Stanley Cup in. Six games. All right. 
So, I wanted to uh, talk a, a little bit about about some of the things that I've been seeing throughout the uh, Major League Baseball season, particularly the first two months of the season, because I, I, I think there are a few things that, that, that I wanted uh, want to talk about in particular with Major League Baseball. And I think that the, the, the number one story, uh, individual story to me, is Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge is coming off a year where he had 62 home runs, setting the American League single-season home run record. And and through, through 46 games this year, granted, he did spend a week on the injured list because of his hip issue, but, but Aaron Judge is having another season for the ages. And Aaron Judge is absolutely, positively right now, the MVP of the American League. He is batting 303. 18 home runs, including two in the last three uh, three night, uh, three home runs in the last two nights in Seattle, a 6.91 slugging percentage, which leads the majors, and a, an OPS on base plus slugging of 11.04, which, which is just a uh, just a couple of ticks behind where he was last year, and and Aaron Judge's impact on the Yankees uh, is is bar none impressive and. Uh, and and you, you think about what the Yankees were w- with and without Aaron Judge, and w- without Judge, the Yankees were kind of scuffling a little bit. The uh because uh, because they, they didn't have that feared slugger in their in their lineup that that in, that everybody had that everyone has to game plan around. But 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 when Aaron Judge is in there, and when Aaron Judge is there, rocking and rolling, the the the, the Yankees are, are are a team uh, that that that's hard to stop. And and the Yankees are pl- are playing uh, really good baseball right now. They have won each of the last four games, uh, including taking two or three from San Diego over the weekend, and and they and they just won a series in, in Seattle. They're going for the sweep uh, on on Wednesday before before setting up a, a epic showdown with the Dodgers in L.A. Um, over the weekend. Uh, at Dodger Stadium, so I think the the uh, the uh, the Yankees uh, are are are, are do, doing whatever they can to, to to stay afloat in what is an uber competitive American League East, and and everybody in that division is at least two games over five hundred. The Red Sox are two over. The Blue Jays are three over, which have been a disappointment. But the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Are, are having unbelievable seasons, and uh, uh, when it comes to the Orioles, we're we're, we're talking about their pitching, uh, and uh, w- which has been un- unbelievable to start to start, particularly the ba- the back end uh, of that bullpen for uh, for Baltimore, and and in particular their 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 top two are their the back end of that bullpen with. Felix Bautista and Yenier Cano, and and, and it, it has just been unreal of watching them play. And also that you also have the impact of Adley Rutschman uh, in 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 that lineup and and playing. And and the Orioles uh, have had, have been one of the best teams in baseball since Rutschman uh, was called up uh, last um, last May, and. And and Rutschman was the number one overall prospect for for, for many years, and, and now we we are seeing the the fruits of of all the hype of a generational prospect at the catcher position. So, uh, an unbelievable story for 
for the Baltimore Orioles and and how uh, and how they have the third best record in, in baseball, uh, which ju- just a couple of a few years, uh, just five years removed from from losing 115 games in a regular season. So incredible turnaround by the Baltimore Orioles and 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 they, and the Orioles showed their um or um. Uh, d- d- during uh, during this past week, that they they are legit, and so they they took uh they took a series from the Yankees in the Bronx, and then said so that they they've been able to take care of business uh um uh, all, all throughout, and, and the and the Orioles are a team that's going to be in this for the long run, based on the young talent they have, and they they still have more guys coming up uh, through the farm system um as as we speak. And it's just a wonderful thing for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, uh, which which had long been a baseball town, uh, 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 even when the Colts were still in Baltimore. But Baltimore is, is still that baseball town, and and having and having the Orioles relevant it, it is a great sign for for for, for baseball. So, so now a, a, a couple of other stories uh, of note here uh, when, when you look at. The AL. I, I I think the Rangers have have done nothing but hit. The, uh, the Rangers' offense has been unreal to uh, to start. They, they, they lead the majors with a two seventy two batting average as as a team, and and they they and they uh, have so, so that they have seven pl- they have six players uh, who are all, who are all contributors, all having an OPS plus over one twenty. And you think of Marcus Simeon, who has been excellent. Josh Young is in the conversation uh, for American League Rookie of the Year. Oh, Corey Seager, he, he did spend some time on the injured list, but he's made uh, the Rangers' offense better. Adolis Garcia lately, uh, has 49 RBIs on the season. He's on pace for uh, the clo- uh, a number close to 150. Uh, so, so, so that there are some real dudes in in, in that uh, in, in in that scope of things, and then the Rangers rotation has been excellent, and even without uh, even without Jacob Degrom, as a, a, who was dominant to, to start the season, you got John Gray, you have Nathan Eovaldi, and and John Gray away from Colorado is 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 something to watch. He 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 was a top prospect coming through the Rockies organization and. And the Rockies ruined him, and and the Rangers uh, found a way to resuscitate his uh, um, um, to resuscitate his career. And Nate Eovaldi, uh, I I really liked him going back to to his Marlins days and his Red Sox days. That uh, they, they have been incredible. And then then you look at the Angels, uh, a a year a year where there's going to be much scrutiny with the Angels with with Shohei Otani's pending free agency. And and the Angels are are, are very much in the conversation to, uh, as well. They they're only a, a, and they're not far away from a wild card berth in the in the American League. So I think having the Angels relevant with Trout and Otani is going to be huge with this team. So so I I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of eyes on Shohei Otani and his pending free agency, but so but for now it's gonna it's about the Angels and 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 the emphasis is about winning baseball. So so, so now on to a couple of things I've I've seen in the National League. I, I I yes the Braves have lost a couple of games in a row against the 
uh, against the pathetic Oakland A's. So, uh, but, but but the Dodgers ju just seemingly uh, seemingly find ways to, uh, to to win games and find ways to uh, to uh, chuck chuck out great prospects year and year and year out. And and the Dodgers have one of the three favorites right now for National League Rookie of the Year in James Altman. Now Altman has come back down to earth a little bit. Some but by but um. It's a, but the Dodgers are are ju are just finding ways to win, even even with problems with their pitching staff, even with uh, even with an injury or two to um uh, uh, to, to the lineup that they, they they just find ways to uh, uh to, uh, to do some special things uh, on on a night in and night out basis and. And, and and that is incredible to watch. The, uh, by the way, they they lead they, they lead the National League in runs scored. They lead the National League in home runs. They've gotten 17 home runs from Max Muncie. They, uh, Freddie Freeman is hitting 344. He's on a 19 game hitting streak. Uh, Mookie Betts has, uh, has been really uh, has been solid. Uh, and then J.D. Martinez is red hot as well. He hit his 12th home run of the year in the Dodgers' victory over the Nationals last night. And 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 you you and you can look at the Dodgers, and, and then, then you can look at other rookies. The the other two rookies I had in mind are Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the, and and right now the Diamondbacks would be the first wild card in, in the National League. And I and I think that, and I said before the season uh, the Diamondbacks are a team you should watch out for because of the young talent and the pitching led by Zach Gallen. So I I think it's going to be. Uh, going to be a fun summer if you are a fan of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and 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 then the other rookie that that's in there uh, in the conversation is Francisco Alvarez for the New York Mets, and Francisco Alvarez uh, is having a uh, having a, had a monster month of May. He uh, he it's so many uh, so many clutch home runs, and 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 and. His arrival into major league relevancy after getting off to a slow start, which which was a common pattern throughout his uh, throughout his minor league career. Uh, but but he has been he's done nothing uh, but but smack the ball all around the field and hitting the ball out of the ballpark in his limited time behind the plate. Uh, which, which is which 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 he's now become the everyday cat uh, the number one catcher. Uh, on the Mets ranks, because of his hitting, and and Gary Sanchez is no longer in the conversation. He got DFA'd. He got claimed off waivers by the San Diego Padres, and 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 Alvarez. I I think it should be it should be considered here for uh for, for rookie of the year in in the in the National League. Uh, other things to note: Pete Alonso leads the majors with twenty home runs and. Uh, for for the Mets, so uh, while while Judge leads the American League with eighteen home runs, so so I so I think having ha having the the new the brightest stars um uh and the biggest home run stars in New York I think is great as well. So I I think the uh, the uh, the Mets uh, I they're they're showing signs of turning things around when you when you look at their rotation and 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 them coming together after. After after everything tore apart, as at the end of April with the injuries and the and the suspensions and and, and all of that, but so, but but ha having Sanga, having Scherzer, 
uh, pitch well, but uh, we need to see more consistency from Justin Verlander after he got rocked by uh, by the Colorado Rockies on Saturday night, of uh, six days after pitching eight billion innings against Cleveland. So, 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 all, with all intents and purposes, this is going to be a a, a fascinating season, I, I think, for uh, for the Mets, and, and if they can turn things around and get into a piping hot streak like they did. Uh, well, like the Braves did last year, uh, it to to win the the National League East. It's it's going to be a fun summer for for the Mets. So I I I think if 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 their pitching stays healthy. Now, uh, uh, now I would do want to. There was a, a one big story that came out of the NFL um, this um, this week because the Arizona Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins. Um, over the past few days, and 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 I think there there are teams out there like the Bills and the Patriots and the uh, and the Chiefs that 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 may that may make that may make sense for for DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, but but one team that 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 should be in the conversation, and one team that that's noted to be in the conversation is the Cleveland Browns, and I I, I think the Browns could use an upgrade at the wide receiver position. And the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns is Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, when when they were together in Houston and when they were together healthy, it, it was one of the great quarterback wide receiver connections in the National Football League. And, and I and I think as a Watson throwing the ball to Amari Cooper and DeAndre Hopkins uh, with with a Kevin Stefanski run offense, I I think is a dreamy proposition if you are a fan of the Cleveland Browns and uh, and and I was obsessed with Amari Cooper in the draft process. I loved him in the, uh, with the Raiders and then and then the the impact that he had with the Dallas Cowboys uh, is um is incredible. And and, and now with with Amari Cooper having a quarterback and. DeAndre Hopkins having a quarterback, and, and and the Cleveland Browns having a quarterback. Now, you 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 you, you still you still can't uh, discredit uh, everything that went on with the Sean Watson and the and, and the and the sexual abuse stuff. But 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 when it comes to football, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to scare a hell of a lot of people. Uh, uh, if if Deshaun Watson play uh plays uh, something close to what uh, to his form. When he was with the Houston Texans in the first couple of uh, first uh, few seasons of his NFL career, I think the Browns are going to scare a lot of people. And and look, the Brown the Browns have uh, to have uh, the, the the main characteristics of what what you need to to, to go to go on a run to the Super Bowl, uh, like the head coach being an offensive coach. And I I initially was not a fan of the Kevin Stefanski hire be, uh, because uh, of of some of the goofy play calling he uh, he had with Minnesota uh, in in 2019. Some uh, but but not but nonetheless, and uh, he uh, he was. Um, uh, he, he was coach of the year in 2020. Had had to deal with the, with the baloney that Baker Mayfield put the organization through, and 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 Deshaun Watson's 11-game suspension torpedoing the season last year. N- now the Cleveland Browns, granted, in, in a very difficult AFC, uh, where uh, a, and the division where you have Baltimore and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh uh, in there, all uh, all could all could very well be in the conversation for the playoffs and. Cincinnati being the Super Bowl contender, uh, but I think the Browns 
have, uh, don't be surprised when, when, when we go, when, if we go back to this conversation we're having now in January. But don't be surprised if, if the Cleveland Browns can win a playoff game with that. You got the coach. Uh, you got a coach, a court, the quarterback, offensive line. I think it's now the best offensive line in the AFC now that Orlando Brown is no longer in Kansas City, and, and, and I think you have the uh, and and a defense which, which is led by a generational process, uh, generational guy and my guy Miles Garrett, who I think is, who, who who is an absolute superstar and has really been lost in the shuffle the last couple of years, because of the Browns' irrelevancy, but. Miles Garrett is still great at what he does, and and, and the defense I th- I think it, it is is going to be solid this year as uh, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. So uh, it's it's going to be a fun fun uh, NFL season, particularly when when we look at an AFC perspective. That's going to do it for this edition of Hooked On Sports. So I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'm going to be back here on the podcast then. Have a wonderful week, everybody. So long.